Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, my name is Turk182. And I'm Akomi. Alright, so, um, Akomi, before yeah. we get started with today's episode, this is something that uh, I sent to you a while back, and, uh, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to, uh, mention on the podcast, and I forgot to do it earlier, but, God, look at young Nancy Allen. She was so fucking hot, dude. She was, yeah. she was a freaking adorable. Just don't, adorable. don't ever watch this movie. Don't. Never watch this movie. What movie is it? It's Blowout. Huh. It's uh, it's a Brian De Palma movie who actually dated her for a short time. Um, uh, fucking look, yes, Brian De Palma. Written directed by Brian De Palma. Blowout. It's a great movie, but the ending is just oh man. It's like it's like someone rips your nuts off, puts it in a blender, makes you like a testicle smoothie, and then tells you to drink it. And it's like <laughs> it's like like oh god yeah like. Like, like oh I don't I don't like that at all um, but it's a really good movie yeah and I'll tell you man if anybody has ever seen like John Lithgow in something like uh, um, uh, Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension um, or uh, like Third Rock from the Sun or any of those movies like that you're like John Lithgow he's so funny right and blah, blah, blah. like I'll tell you John Lithgow is a great actor but he can flip to evil like in a minute. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you see movies with John like Trespass, Cliffhanger, Blowout, his like Stinton Dexter, like John Lithgow can play these like really just like you know mm-hmm. like slapsticky comedic characters. But then it's like, oh, we need you to play like a psychopath. You mean like this? Like, oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> this is why we don't do like like. We have to audition with you, like, like in person. It's always over the phone and not a video phone either because <laughs> you're fucking scary. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, um, so anyway, we, we, uh, I sent this to you a while back and I wanted to talk about it earlier and I forgot because I just saved the picture because I did a screenshot and sent it to you. But this was from, uh, this was from R Sex, um, on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you remember me sending this to you, right? Vaguely, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to read it to you. And it's it's just a wow. It's just a straight up wow. And I'm not even gonna read like like the the, the title like post. I'm just gonna just go right into it. Um, it says here, we've been dating for a couple of months and have already had sex a few times. We had gotten along great so far and had excellent chemistry. She's white and has never seemed racist. She was sometimes referred to me as an animal when she was horny, but I never took it that way. Then last night, I went over to her place to have sex. And while we were doing it, she said, fuck me like an animal. Fuck me like a nigger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. But I'm like, 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 how does that like, like, how do you? (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that we don't... I was just thinking about that. The timing was incredible. Uh, um, but anyway, like, um, I immediately, <laughs> how do you, like, what does that mean? Like, I, I, I think I would actually have to stop and be like, okay, wait, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Like, what, what do you want me to do differently so that I'm doing you like a, like, a, okay, like, I don't, I don't even know how I could, like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just completely just shocked. Like, I don't know what it is you want from me. Yeah, I have, like, nothing I can really add to it. <laughs> so it says, I immediately went soft, 
pulled out, got dressed, and left. She kept saying sorry and telling me to stay, but I left without saying a word. Since then, she's been blowing up my phone, and I haven't even been reading her text or answering her calls. I'm just in total shock. Does this mean she secretly hates black people and let it slip out? Should I talk to her again? First off, if she does secretly hate black people, and you've been, like, railing that shit, right? Be like... Like, dude, you did us a service, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, and I mean, here's the thing. If, if you, as a black person, or even if you're, like, Asian or Hispanic, whatever, if you get to fuck, like, guy or girl, depending on whatever you're into, right? Even if you're not into it, but, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm not gay. I'm not even, like, prison gay, right? <laughs> but if there was, like, a really racist guy, but, like, I hate all you black bastards and everything, <laughs> what's it like that, that, uh, Patricia Nixon says in, in, in Black Dynamite, you moon cricket. <laughs> you moon cricket. But I'm like, <laughs> I mean, but but it feels like a really racist guy. And like, I had the opportunity to have consensual sex with him and just like nail him in the ass. <laughs> I would. I mean, <laughs> just because we're like, yeah, you took it from me. Like, <laughs> I had to, I had to like wash my dick with a Brillo pad afterwards, but that's not the point. The point is, you're a fucking racist, and I like, and I like read the shit out of you, and you wanted me to. Well, like, hell yeah. See, now that that seems that that's one question I would have about that is that like is the guy who wrote this black? Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm assuming he is because assuming, I mean, because yeah. he says like he doesn't bring it up, which I would think if he was, and she's saying racist shit like that that. He would he would bring it up. Well, he does um, he does mention that she's that she's white, which I think is important because if she was black, I don't really think she would have said that. He, oh yeah, of course not. Yeah. But I mean, it it's just strange because like he says, does she secretly hate black people? I I feel like I I feel like that kind of indicates to me that he himself is not black, like the way he phrases that sentence. But I could be wrong. Uh, well, I mean, I would I would think if he were if he were white, sometime during our conversation, she'd be like, "Niggers, am I right?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she'd be like, "That was a test." Like that one you passed. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> like that one chick Jerry dated. Yeah. <laughs> Dentist, am I right? I'd get rid of them along with the blacks and the Jews. <laughs> so, but so I, I'm I'm assuming he's black. Um. But uh, but the 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 the, the implication here of everything, like if if she was racist, if she's racist and like she was like even even if she was just experimenting, she was like 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 you know you still like you still let something that you hate that you think is inferior to you that you think is you know is not even human like do you. In that sense, it's almost like it's almost like bestiality. In a way, well, I'm saying because yeah, because they're, they're up way. Yeah, I because, get what you because their their view on anything. You're not even human, so yeah. if you're gonna have sex with me, it's almost as if you were having sex with like an animal or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm like, but if, if you know, if I had the opportunity to have sex with like like a racist person that like really hates black people. <laughs> And everything consensual, like, you know, they're like, yeah, I would do that. Because the thing is, you may hate me, but you still have to live with the fact that, like, 
you had sex with a black person. Not only that, it wasn't forced. You wanted it. Like you asked for it. <laughs> Even just to experiment. I and mean, again, you don't see me just like like you know when no one's around, like nibbling on <laughs> on asparagus, right? Like I don't. <laughs> I have no interest in that. So like I mean, I've never once been like, hmm. I wonder what like just like grass, like regular, like out of my front yard grass tastes like. You know, like. <laughs> I wonder, like, maybe just, just grab a handful of clippings and just, nom, 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 nom. like, no, I don't do that. Like, you know, I don't hate grass and everything, but I'm just saying, but I don't have, I don't really care for it that much. Like, you don't see me eat dog shit. Like, I, like, <laughs> like I, I'm never curious about that. So if it's something that you hate that you're curious enough about to do something like that, like, you know, like, uh, you, you have to live with the fact that, you know, like, hey, like you, you did that. Then you think something that you really hate. And you're like, I'm going to try it out just for once. Just so I can say that I did. It's, like, it's on my bucket list, you know. <laughs> so it is weird that she kept calling him an animal. Yeah. I mean, I say that like it's like the whole thing isn't weird. <laughs> um, and I, I guess, you know, if it's like, they, you know, fucking like an animal, like, um, Maybe she was, uh, maybe she was listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails, you know? Maybe. You know, closer. Like, uh, I, I don't know, but it, it is, it is odd. Was well, that the one I want to like an animal? Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel you from the inside. So, um, and may, maybe, maybe those are the original lyrics to that song. Kind of like, you know, the Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get Retarded. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe that was like the original, like, <laughs> Trent Reznor was like, I want to fuck you like it. And he's like, so uh, he, he went to he went to like like Niels Rogers like so what do you think of this song? He's like, yeah, I would probably change that line, man. I mean, <laughs> you're the producer. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I mean, that is just that, that's just bizarre. Like, uh, and then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean. I'm like, hmm. You know, like, there are certain words I don't use. You know, I, I don't use them. And only, only under extreme, like, stressful situations or like, I'm really angry. Do I ever say some of those words? And even then, it's, I, I can count it on one hand and still have some leftover fingers. Right. You know? right. So that's how often I've, like, used words I don't like and don't use. Um, so, and it's in a, the heat of passion, I can't see, like when I would like it, like if I was having sex with Bible, like, yeah, it's like, I'm going to ram it so hard to your seed. Like, like <laughs> oh, no, because that would, that would make me go soft. Be like, oh, God, I'm like, I don't even know why I said that. Yeah, that's very unromantic. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, just like, <laughs> what's, uh, like, like if, like if you, if you were like, you know, like you're just like, like, yeah, you know what I want to do, baby? I'm going to flip you over and like, like fucking your shithole. Like, oh, like, oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like the people who refer to vaginas gash. Yeah. Or slit. Uh, yeah. Or, I mean, you wouldn't say like, like, yeah, baby, use that mouth of me. Yeah. He means that vomit box. But like, what? Like, no. <laughs> like, oh, look, no, no. That, that is not an endearing term. So, so if you just like, spew this out, be like, oh, let me, um, <laughs> let me just, like, you do me like this. But like, what does that mean? Do you want me to be like, like, oh, like, I'm just saying, like, how would you do that? Like, what would 
sister. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what she was expecting out of that. Like, like probably like N word. Like, Are you sure Massa won't find out? <laughs> I don't want to get lynched. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe she just wanted him to rob her or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a damn shame my other friends couldn't show up. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't even half my night. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted a little white bitch like you. <laughs> Turn the tables. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what she was expecting from that. Like, I, I, I really don't. I man. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because... <laughs> I, yeah, I like okay, like, like um, so yeah, like I, I but I, I agree with this guy. I, I can only imagine if it happened played out the way that he says it is. He's twenty four, she's twenty two, according to this this thing here. If it played out the way that he says it did, right? It's like she says it, and he's like, okay, and then he gets up, and he just puts on his clothes, doesn't say anything. She's like, where, where are you going? Where are you going? He just. Yeah, just what do I do? Just, just walks. It doesn't say anything. Doesn't just like just just gives and walks out. And then like she says, she's like, "I'm so sorry." Whatever it is, like you know, like I mean, he says not reading her text or her voicemails and everything. So as far as, as far as she knows, she's like, "Oh, that's what I would expect from a black bastard like you." And <laughs> you don't even finish your job. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, you really did fuck me like a nin. Make sure you quit halfway through. <laughs> Uh, like, but I'm like, <laughs> oh man! But I, I'm like, I, I think I would have been the same. Like, okay, yeah, and we're done here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wow. Um, oh yeah. Yes. I just when I saw that, I was just like, wow. That is that's that, that there. There are no words for that. There really aren't. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm gonna ask you before we get into our, our pie, our, our real podcast topic. Which I mean, how how long have we been like meet? Have I been going on about this? Oh, uh, 15 minutes. Okay. Um, have you ever in, yeah, encountered something like a? So as a white person, have you ever encountered something that was like really racist from someone that you, you didn't expect or just came out of nowhere, and you're like? Um, like, I know it's not targeted at me and like, you're not talking about me, but like, I'm like, wow, that's like, you said that, huh? Like, I mean, probably the worst of that was that fucker at the con who said that shit to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah excuse me there guy. I just call it white privilege. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just going to be like, like I'm an asshole. So I recognize assholes, right? Like. White privilege and assholes, like, they're not the same thing. You can combine them, you know, like a, like, like a, like a David Mamet word, like, you know, like, like, absolutely or something like that, right? You combine those, but absolutely and fuck don't mean the same thing. God be so, a damn man. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, asshole and white privilege are not the same thing. You could be an asshole with white privilege, right? <laughs> you can be a white privilege asshole, but like, but those things do, they are not synonymous. Yeah. So like, I recognize that he was just an asshole. Like, <laughs> don't try, I mean, dude, don't try to cover up the fact that you, like, that's what you are. Like, don't try to hide that. Be like, 
And, and the fact that you try to use something like that to hide the fact that you're an asshole just means that you're not comfortable being an asshole. And, yeah. that, and I'm, that, that's just sad. Really. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd much rather be an asshole than racist. But yeah. This is me. I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? If you're not comfortable being who you are, then don't be that person. But if you acknowledge that's who you are, then you'd be proud of it. Be like, yeah, I'm an asshole. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's who I am. I mean, I don't have to really like it per se, but I'll admit it. I mean, honestly, I, I do kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm just, but life's like, wow. Um, so I told you about the time, God, this was back in, back in high school, when I was hanging out with this guy, and, um, and uh, we were hanging out with his friends, and someone, I know I told you this story, but some of the, they, and they weren't really his, I guess maybe his friends in any way, but they were all hanging out and stuff, and someone asked him to get something for him, and he's like, He's like, was like, I ain't your nigga, right? And then he looks over at me and he's like, I meant to, I'm not your push button robot. And I was like, yeah, because nigga and push button robot sounds so much alike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, I, like, I, I hear that and everything. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not, I don't really think that this guy was necessarily racist. He just was just kind of ignorant to the fact that he's using this thing and this phrase. And not really thinking about what it means. Right. It's just like, he's just throwing it out there. And, but, but I'm like, you know, that's like, you, you wouldn't have thought anything of it if you weren't in like mixed company. And, and then you're like, oh man, I messed up. But did you just mess up because you said it in front of me? Or did you mess up because you realized what you said? Right. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I mean, it's, we've talked about it with, like, certain YouTubers slipping up and saying shit like that, and it's like, typically for you to slip up and say that, especially in a context like being on camera or being in a crowded building with 2,000 people in it or whatever, it's got to be in your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it has to be somewhere. It has to be something that you use fairly regularly, Mm -hmm. you know, like... Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit this, man, I'm, I'm black. So I mean, people will obviously expect me to just toss the N word around and everything, but I have typed it so much in text that, that my phone doesn't even try to autocorrect it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I kind of feel like he and I would have like this same kind of like, like, like text response, like autocorrect response, like, like, like if, if I just grab his phone and be like, I'm going to type in this word here, it wouldn't even try to autocorrect. They would probably pipe up, do you mean this? Be like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, you, you, you don't normally just say just random stuff. Like, you don't have Tourette's, you right, know? Right. So you don't normally just say random stuff like that, just out of the blue. Like, it, it's, it's just, it doesn't happen. Right, yeah. Um, so like, wow, that's actually, I just, anyway, but you've never really had encountered that. I mean, not, not outside of like those, those couple of things. I mean, mo- most of the time I've got a pretty good read on when someone's a racist. I mean, well, I mean, you know, growing up in the South, they're like, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's pretty obvious. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, first off it's, it's the, the hoods and, um, uh, and, <laughs> You know, then it's the, like, you know, the white power symbols, you know. The, Can't see like, a goddamn thing out of this mask. <laughs> them tripping me down the hall, but, like, you know, <laughs> and telling me to get in the back of the bus, you know. 
I will say this, though. I'm going to say this about racism in black people, right? Which is you can say what you want about black people. And, and, and I'm not trying to turn this into like a whole we shall overcome thing or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how like it went from all right, all black people to the back of the bus to where like sitting in the back of the bus became cool. Like, you know, like, sits up front. Like, sitting in the back of the bus is where you want to be. If you can't get to the back of the bus, like, like, it's like, then you're not cool. But like, wait a minute. Like, like, black people had took something like back of the bus and turned it into something like where everybody wants to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I'm going to start flipping things around and everything, but like, like, hey, we start saying the N-word first. And, like, we made it so popular that, like, white people in the South wanted to say it. Like, <laughs> like we, we took that and we made that so popular. Like, like damn, I want to be cool, too. <laughs> Why do you think so many actors try to get into Tarantino movies? <laughs> like, this is my chance! I mean, like, 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 nobody, nobody in the world was ever thinking about, like, like, you know, like, burning crosses in my backyard until, like, black people were doing it. They were like, oh, my God, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> like, we should totally do that. Like, <laughs> like, if we want to be cool, we need to burn crosses in people's yards. Like, and then, like, and then, like, you know, like, white people took that away from us. Like, now we can't even have that anymore. Like, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, that's, that's, like, on par with the smooth sharks argument. Like, yeah. if you just say something that you know is going to set people off, then it's automatically hilarious. Yeah, I mean, and and why did black people set, set fire crosses in the front of the yards? Well, because back then, you know, so we're talking, you know, like back in the, the 1800s, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and some people had electricity, not a lot of people did, but a lot of black people didn't have electricity. They were, you know, like burning candles. They had oil and stuff like that. During the day, you had sunlight coming in through the windows and stuff. And, and then at night, it was just dark. Well, if you're, if you're poor, like sharecropper or something like that, or you've got some little shack that you're raising a family in and, and things, then you may not have money for oil and candles and that kind of stuff. And I can't just like, set like a little small fire in my log cabin of a house. I'm like, I mean, so what do I do? I just get a couple sticks together and, uh, and I sit out in the front yard, set it on fire and it's just going to illuminate that whole front of the house. So it was basically like a nightlight and you're like, Oh really? Why across? Well, because if I just make it a pole, when I can't just, I, it can't be horizontal. That's laying on the ground, setting the ground on fire. Right? right. Right. So if it's just vertical, it's just a single pole. It's not, it's not spreading light out. Mm-hmm. So I make it a pole, put a cross beam across it. So now it's shining light across there. Set it on fire. It's going to burn itself out. By that time, though, I'm asleep. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what black people did. And that was, those were their night lights. <laughs> and so, and then somebody decided to take it and try to make it into something. And, and the thing is, it wasn't even like, like, cause I mean, really, if you are a God-fearing individual, why would you why would you basically put a crucifix in somebody's yard and set on fire? Like, this is what we think of you! You and your God! Like, wait, aren't, aren't you, like, attacking your God? Like, why yeah. are you burning your cross? You know, so they would come up in the middle of the night after our cross had burned out, put up a brand new cross and wake us up in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like, like, now this light pouring into the window. We don't have curtains on the windows, right? <laughs> I don't have water in a bucket to go out there and, like, try to put this thing out. So now I'm up all damn night. And, of course, crack of dawn, what I got to do? I got to go out there and work the field. And I'm too damn tired, right? That's, I mean, so that's where that came from. It was like, it was like we're going to burn a cross.
cross in your front yard to keep you all night, right? So you're going to be too damn tired to work your job probably no more. That'll show you, you black bastard. <laughs> Except for they weren't thinking as a sharecropper, like the field they're working in is yours, so they can't do a good job. They're just really like, making less money for you. But, but, I mean, if you're racist, obviously you're not thinking was smart right, anyway. Yeah. So, but then, so it was like, okay, great. So they took the whole nightlight thing away from us. So, like, so now we don't even have that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, black people do shit and they make it cool and then everybody else wants to imitate them. Yep. So, I mean, except for lynching. We had nothing to do with that. That was just some shit that people came up with on their own. I'm pretty sure that was just some kind of TikTok challenge. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's going to be the hanging by my neck challenge. See, it's like, I challenge you to see how long you can hang by your neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, here's Danny. Danny's been hanging up here for about four weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Doing good, Danny. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, you know, when Jake Paul filmed that dead body in the suicide forest, <laughs> uh, he was just trying to hold up the original tradition. Yeah, I mean, he was just... Uh, he was, just, he was just documenting. It's like, you know, so, because he was like, he's been doing this now for like eight days. And you know, he's like, I'm it's like, wait, where's the proof? Well, here it is right here. He's still there eight days later. Wow. Congratulations to this guy for winning the lynching challenge. Jake Paul, I have a first edition Charizard that I buried somewhere in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> here are the coordinates. All you have to do is come and dig it up. And now we know how to get rid of Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, so, uh, we know what we should do. We should, like, edit, like, the end of Titanic. But instead of dropping the necklace into the water, it's like a first edition Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a lot of issues with that movie. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it's uh, like, uh, like, yeah, I, I, that's that's gonna be it from now on. Like, whenever I see anything racist, I'm just be like, yeah, like you know, black people are doing. Like, you think it's racist, but the truth is, like, you're just imitating black people because we did something, we made it so cool that everyone else wanted to imitate us. Sitting in the back of the bus, that was us, you know. Burning crosses in the yard, that was us. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's all uh, like just yeah, we were first. Yeah, there you go. Um. So anyway, where, where are we at now? <laughs> Well, we're about half an hour in. Um, I, th- oh. I think we were talking about just uh, fun facts about superheroes, known by few. Um, yeah. So, uh, so okay. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of really late to get into this thing now. We've been talking about <laughs> racism stuff. <laughs> racism superheroes, you know. Yeah. It's all good. Racist superheroes. <laughs> also known as bread Nazis. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> So I I remember reading something. This is actually a true story. I remember reading something that um that was it uh oh, I don't think it was. I guess wasn't Marvel executives or like somebody wanted Stanley or Jack Kirby to change like the name of Black Panther to like Grey Panther something like that. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Like during the seventies, because of the Black Panther movement, and mm-hmm. they didn't want them to like people that confuse the two and like think yeah that. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember that. They're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so I was gonna so. 
interesting things you find out. Um, there, there was, I guess there still is maybe, I think it was on CBR, but now CBR has changed to just fucking clickbait. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Mm-hmm. But there used to be this guy that did, um, like every, like once a week, he would do like this, uh, like, like hidden comic book trivia. People would like send stuff into them, um, like questions or whatever, and he yeah. would like answer these questions and stuff. And, um, yeah, is that Alan Moore in the background there? <laughs> just hanging around instead of Ghostbusters? So, um, and he would like, and you find out like all these kind of interesting things like, did blah, blah, blah ever happen? Or like, you know, I heard this and that and so on and so forth, right? So, um, oh shit, that's what I should ask Jim Shooter. Next time, I ask, next time we see Jim Shooter at a con, I gotta ask him about the X Factor thing. Please remind me. I'll Please sure remind try. me. Um, so anyway, um, um, uh, so, you find out all these kind of interesting things about stuff when, especially when it comes to comics. Like you know, like they changed this from that, and they did this to this, and that kind of stuff. Or like you know, mm-hmm. this was really supposed to be this kind of things or whatever. A lot of people, I had, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people know, but maybe some people know, and it's because this became a big deal for a while when the Doom Patrol TV series came out, mm-hmm. and they were like you know Doom Patrol and the X Men came out around the same time, and uh, and they kind of mirrored each other in a sense as far as like. Oh, here are these disenfranchised heroes that you know are kind of bizarre and stuff. And you had, and and they they were they're very similar. So in Doom Patrol, you have what like Niles Caulfield, or um, who's in a wheelchair, and uh, and then you have Robot Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her name's Elastigirl. Um, uh, Rita Farr. Uh, you know, early in the early on, you had uh, Beast Boy. Before he became Changeling and then went back to being Beast Boy. But you had Beast Boy, Negative Man, uh, was it um, Mint, Minto? Or, uh, I forget. Man. Anyway, um, but anyway, so you had the, 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 the Doom Patrol. They were uh, made up of them. So mm-hmm. Robot Man, Beast Boy, I think Elastic Girl, or, um, and then Minto. I'm going to look it up real quick because um, I want to make sure I get that guy's name right. Because he actually appears um, in. Like one in one of the episodes of Doom Patrol, but he's not like one of the regular characters in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the Doom Patrol brought to you by. I don't want the TV series. I want the comic book. Uh, Doom Patrol. Is it comic? You all right? Yeah. Yeah. You still with me? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Just my back was a little bit stiff. Had to adjust the chair. <laughs> All right, so hmm. I don't want the history of Doom Patrol. Anyway, um, I think which I forgot to watch season three because um, it's a really good show. I hear the show's really good. It is. I really like it. All right. Um. So the members were Chief, a Negative Man, Robot Girl, Robot Man, Negative Man, Robot Man, Elastigirl. I thought it was the name Minto, Beast Boy, and then of course later you got um, you know people like Crazy Jane and uh, Danny Street and that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> uh, so uh, uh, Niles Calder is Chief, Robot Man, Cliff Steele, Elastigirl, Rita Farr, Negative Man, Larry Trainer, Beast Boy, Garfield Logan, and Minto, Steve Dayton. All right, so that's them. And then you had the X-Men. So you've got Professor X, who's in a wheelchair, just like Niles Calder, mm-hmm. you know, and then you've got one woman on the team, you mm-hmm. know, you got the, the, um, Jean Grey and then Rita Farr. Um, 
and then you've got you know the, the guys. So, so some people were like, I think X Men came out like a month before like Doom Patrol, but like one of the creators had talked to the other creator and it meant something about like they were going to be doing this thing, and then and supposedly like they they like. Marvel like ripped them off and like rushed to get the X Men out before them to like we've got our own set of like weird kooky characters and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Right, so, but what people don't realize is that, and this is this article I read, right? So is that the two of them, even though it seems like one ripped them each other off, they kind of had similar ideas as where they were allegories where before X-Men was really allegory for racism, it was really an allegory for um, sexuality, for, um, I don't want to say, like, non-heterosexuality. Hmm. And Doom Patrol was at the same time. So, so let's take Doom Patrol for, to start off with, right? In Doom Patrol, you have Robot Man. Robot Man's a guy in a robot, a robot body with a human brain. Mm-hmm. He can't feel anything. He doesn't really have emotions per se because, you know, he can, like, he does feel things. He can't feel things physically. Right. So, which then has an effect on your emotions. So, if you can't feel things physically, you may start to shut down. And, you know, so then you've got basically a person who, from whose sexuality or like who is kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, asexual. Mm-hmm. Right, because like I have like no low interest in sex because I can't do I can't do anything, you know. Right, right. Um, then you've got Beast Boy, who kind of explains itself. Right, here's someone that is has a thing for animals, you know, yeah, like yeah. you know, and and just the even though and, and the thing is, this is all subtext. Right. So Beast Boy is this character, and he can turn into different animals and all that kind of stuff. And since each of these people are this kind of like this kind of I guess uh, metaphor for other sexual, like you know, lifestyles. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's that someone that's attracted to animals. Um, you've got Elastigirl, who was a woman who can sh- can like stretch her body out and grow big and all that kind of stuff. Right. That one though is not really so much of a sexual metaphor as it is a commentary on women. And like women's roles in a man's world, because this is back in the 60s, right? Right. right. Which is someone who is, um, you know, basically all used up. So basically, she's kind of a whore. Mm-hmm. This woman that stretches, she's all stretched, stretched out. all stretched out. I don't see. I would have, I would have thought that it was some of the weird fetish shit, like unbirthing, um, things like that. No, that be. I mean, that could have been back. You know. Um, so uh, what's the guy's uh, Minto, right? Domineering. Someone who can, you know, you can push his thoughts onto you and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So a very domineering, controlling person, you know, probably more in the line of like a, like a little S&M. Huh. Um, and then you've got a uh, negative man. So negative man is a person basically who isn't comfortable in his own body. Okay, he has a body, which he keeps wrapped up, right? He keeps himself all wrapped up in bandages because, you know, the, the radiation, all that kind of stuff. But he keeps himself wrapped up in bandages and then like... He lets his his true self out, but only for a short period of time. Right. Because, you know, so, I mean, and you could take that to be any kind of, like, alternative lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they represented. That's what they were supposed to represent. Um, but it's in this kind of, like, layered way. Mm-hmm. So, the X-Men don't do the exact same thing. Hmm. And, and then, of course, you've got, you, you've got both of the chiefs, the people that run this, which are, in this case, both guys who have no use of their lower half. 
So like I have desires that I can't really act upon. Right. You know, you can almost see it in maybe in a kind of like a, like a cucking kind of way, you know, like I've got this thing, like, like I'm going to assemble these people here that I can kind of watch, yeah. you know, because I can't do anything myself. Um, you know, you, you, they I mean, they could represent a lot of different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so if you go to the, you go to the X-Men side of it, right. You've got, um, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. So Jean Grey, if you remember back in the early days of the X Men, she had powers, but she, to her telepathy, like she could, she could barely read minds. And her, I, I don't think she really had very strong telepathy. And her telekinesis, like she could barely lift a book and carry it across the room. Yeah, she was yeah. always tripping and falling over her feet and that kind of stuff. And someone always had to save her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that clearly is just like a a metaphor for like women. Like you don't since these since we're all metaphors for sexuality. You don't really have your own individual sexuality, right? Right. Because right. you're not, you're not, um, like you are whatever we need you to be. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have your own, like, sexuality. You know, you're just whatever, you know, whatever is projected. Right. Yeah. You, you are what we want you to be whenever we need you. Beast. Well, Beast is clearly the alpha male, like, dominating guy because he was like captain of the football team and stuff. And mm-hmm. then his, his name Beast and he, He's he's the the burly, you know, uh, strong, just primal guy. You know, right, he's like right, he's, right. he's like he's the model of masculinity. Iceman, well, I mean, Iceman kind of says it all right there, right? Here's right. someone that's cold, uh, unfeeling, like, almost kind of says like a robot man, except for he chooses not to feel, right? Yeah. And then you've got Scott Summers. Cyclops. Well, obviously, Cyclops cannot be a bare metaphor for a dick, right? Right. <laughs> and his name is Scott Summers. Mm-hmm. Scott Summers. Summer being a time when things are bright, festive, and gay. Yeah. And there you have it. Plus, you know, codenamed Cyclops. That's a one-eyed monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and there you have it. So... The two of them were basically, and maybe they copied each other. Maybe like they were, we're going to put out a, a book about you know these characters here, and we're going to model them after this. And then Marvel's like, we're going to do the same thing, or maybe DC, <laughs> that we're going to do the same thing. And that's that's what they originally were were. were. Huh. Wow. And then they just got kind of like the, that hidden meaning got changed to a different hidden meaning over time. And I don't think that Doom Patrol ever like really like changed or acknowledged one way or the other until Grant Morrison came along. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of took the book and was like, hey, we're going to do all this stuff here. And now I, I don't have to hide this stuff anymore. And I can say, this is exactly who these people are. Right. You know? Right. And people are like, oh, you changed the book. It's like, no, I didn't change the book. You just weren't aware of, like, all the subtext that was in there. Because, you know, like, you're still trying to peel that onion, baby, and it's parfait time. Right. You know? Right. So, as where the X-Men, they, they're like, well, let's just make them this right now and, and all that. But yeah, originally, they were they were supposed to be metaphors for Alternative sexual lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. If you know anything about Stanley and Jack Kirby, too, then you know that they were all about represent, representing people, you know, they everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there it is. 
And then the thing is, they had that, like, when you when you look at, like, the books they had out there at the time, like, so you've got Captain America representing basically everything that's pure, white, good, and patriot, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, so that appealed to, you know, like, every white person, you know, in the world. I, I mean, like, Captain America is just kind of a metaphor for, like, the nuclear family, basically. Right. Um, well, that was kind of pre-nuclear family, though. Well, in, in a way, yeah. But, I mean, you know what I mean. Just well, the Fantastic Four would be more like the nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then you had Spider-Man, which, you know, was like, oh, here is the representation of teenagers and, mm-hmm. and that. So, like, they were hitting every, everything there. You didn't really have a black person yet that you could really put out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but we, and the thing is, you can't really hide that. You can't hide a black character like you can hide a gay character or you can hide a lesbian. You can't really hide a black person. Right. If you were, the closer you would come would be the thing. Right, right, you know, right. Like, um, and you can even say that the thing was almost was a metaphor for a black character because, like, he comes from the roughish, like, side of town in, mm-hmm. you know, in New York and the, quote, gang, the Yancey Street gang who, like, still pick on him and stuff. Like, I mean, if you shaded him, you know, black or brown, it wouldn't really change much about who he is. Right, yeah. You know, so... Uh, but but yeah, so they were representing all these different things, and the thing they hadn't represented yet at that time was this. Hmm. I mean, actually, you could be. I think the Hulk at that time probably would have been a better, bigger metaphor for um, for like black people, because like hey, here's a person who you know who's had to put up with so much, they have had to repress so much rage, yeah, that yeah. it takes this incident that lets it out, and. Uh, and then, and the other thing, it was like the Hulk was canceled after like six issues. So, I mean, they can't be a bigger metaphor for it for black people right here. Like, nobody wants to read this shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like everything he did was misconstrued as being sketch uh-huh. and being evil, which I mean, Spider Man 2 to a lesser extent, but like, the, there was, there was never, like, Spider Man at least had moments where people were like, oh, he saved me, he's a hero. Right. The Hulk never had that. The Hulk was always viewed as the next biggest threat. And I mean, and the Hulk was originally supposed to be gray, mm-hmm. and you know, then the printing thing made him green. So I mean, gray is close. You're going to get to black, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so I mean, I think I if you look, if you go back and you actually look at at that and see what they were doing there, it really is no pun intended. It really is kind of a marvelous thing to see that we're we're doing this. We're telling you stories, but also we're subtly representing all these people and all these groups and then you may not catch up on like pick it up but the people that we're, that we're reaching out to they feel it right right so yeah i think it's uh so it's just kind of like a little thing i learned yeah yeah that's super interesting hmm. uh you have anything oh i mean gee i i, I don't know it would kind of pale in comparison to all that so I actually had some other thoughts too. Um, you know, just like uh like these aren't these aren't like proven facts or whatever. It's just some thoughts I had, like um I don't know, just just having fun with, with characters. Mm-hmm. And I think I texted you this. Yeah, I did text you text you this day. I said that I was gonna um I was thinking about creating a gay version of the human torch and I was gonna name him Blowtorch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I was said that uh, that uh, that uh, uh, 
was it what I said about Wolverine? Like, Wolverine can't be gay? Um, yeah, his healing factor heals the gay virus. Right, yeah, he can't be gay because, <laughs> because the healing factor fights off the gay virus. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just thinking, like, they'd be so much fun to just, like, just make fun of, of heroes and oh, just yeah, do yeah. Like, stupid stuff like that. Like the reason the Hulk is angry is because even though he, like, grows to be so huge, his dick stays the same size. <laughs> That's why he lashes out. That would explain why that pants never rip in the crotch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> Hulk, why are you angry? Hulk don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Leave Hulk alone, beauty humans. <laughs> I don't think humans are the most puny around here. <laughs> uh, oh. What else? Do you got anything? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I know we talked about the internet thing where, like, where Superman finds out that Krypton didn't really explode. <laughs> His parents just didn't want another kid. They just didn't want to deal with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so Spider-Man... Like his is he's got this horrible secret. His big secret is that he actually does naturally produce wedding, but it's out of his butt. <laughs> and he doesn't want anybody to know it. That's why he developed the web spinners. That that would explain why in, in McFarlane scene he's always legs are always spread wide and he's always like his hands like all over here and that kind of stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. Just hiding it out. It's <laughs> like his his instinct is to actually produce it that way. He has to manually force himself not to. Uh. So yeah, um, yeah, I was you? thinking, uh, and this may be, and this may not be like the same kind of thing, but I was just thinking, like, what if, um, uh, um, I was thinking, like. What if Bruce Wayne stumbled upon, like, the, uh... Okay, let me see. Sorry, again. <laughs> what if Bruce Wayne, like, stumbles upon, like, the, uh... Like, the, the, the meeting with, Al- with the, uh, the canceled check, and the meeting with Alfred and everything, where it's like, No! I'm not paying you! And it's like, You were supposed to kill the boy, not the parents! But like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's why... That's why, like, it was such a shock when the father got shot. He was like, no! It's <laughs> like, what did you do? Well, I mean, it's it's a pretty understandable mix-up for the hitman, because, like, obviously Alfred was banging Martha. That's, that's the whole reason that it all happened. Oh, so he was trying to bump off the father so he could... Gotcha. Oh, no, he wanted to bump off Bruce, because Bruce walked in on it. But mm. the hitman got mixed up and was like, oh, Alfred wants me to get the hubby out of the picture. Ah. So it's kind of kind of like the fear? Yeah. <laughs> Only with Batman? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, like, let me ask you this. If you could change around, like, a character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um... Like a superhero character. If you could change them around and... And kind of take what they have, but like, but just give it your own spin. What would you do? Hmm. Hmm. 
That's a tough one. I would kind of like to do something with Machine Man. But, like, I feel like the character's so well-established that there's not a lot I could do to really tweak him. Uh, well, now, Machine Man was a... That was a, a Ditko, like, pet project, right? Or was it a... It started off Kirby. Kirby, okay. Yeah. Started off Kirby, and then he left it, and Ditko took over, which the Ditko issues are nowhere near as strong as the Kirby issues, in my opinion. But, um... I mean, like, both, both like, the selling point for the character, but also what's frustrating about him is that so much of it is this antsy, oh, am I a living being? Do I have a soul? Why does humanity reject me? And so it's, like, it's super emo like that, but at the same time, it's, like, that's the whole crux of what makes the character conflicted. But, uh... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do something with Machine Man. I love the character. I love the design, but I'd have to, I'd have to put some real thought into how I would want to approach that. You know, I think if I was going to do something like Machine Man, like if I was going to do something, do something like Machine Man, I would probably um, take what you were saying there, like, like, you know, what am I, you know, who am I, what do I do, kind of thing, and. Um, and then take him and be like, okay, so this is this is me. I'm a. I probably like have him just wake up somewhere, like in a field or not, not a factory, because then that that shows that he's um, that he was created. But mm-hmm. have him. I hate. I don't want to make it like make it seem too much like a savage dragon kind of thing. But have him just wake up in a um, like. In a, in a field somewhere or maybe maybe in a, like an empty house yeah. and he wakes up in this empty house and uh, and uh, and here's this guy and he doesn't know anything about his life and he's trying to like who he is he's got complete amnesia and he's going about his you know he's going about his life and he's like I don't know anything you know like who, where I came from whatever and uh, all he has is like you know ID so he's got mm-hmm. like full ID birth certificate all that kind of stuff and then Something happens to him um, where he gets hurt, and like you know, maybe like he gets hit by a car, maybe like a, he's in a bank, you know, and when someone try, tries to rob the bank, and um, and then like he gets shot, and of course he's he's like not really quite sure what to do, but he's like he doesn't re- you know he did, he realized that he's not really hurt mm-hmm. um and then he finds out that he's a robot you know? right, right. and he's like okay so where did i come from why am i a robot how did was i made did did i come here from like another place like what is it about me and Interesting. He, and he can't he doesn't understand where he came from like like because there's no one else like him and so he feels that like the only way to know more about him and who he is is to find other people like him, but since he can't find any other people like him because he because there aren't any around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, then, all the other units were destroyed. But then he's gonna have to make ah. one, and so then his whole idea is like the only way I can really understand who I am and how I fit into this world and society is to make my own machine person society, mm-hmm. and and then of course that's where like the trouble comes in. He's like, all I really want to do is learn more about myself. And the more he tries to, uh, to do that, like it becomes this whole thing where, um, 
the more he tries to do that, he starts to see like, you know, the human race is inferior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, part of me wants to just like throw away the whole existential angst that is so common with robot stories. Just like, you know, it's, it's been done and it's not to say that it's tired. It's just like, it, it has been done. It's like, I don't know if I could properly do justice to something that has been so thoroughly explored. So, so okay. You, but how about this? How about if you take something like that? So you take like machine man, right? And, and, uh, you have, you have a robot, like you, a robot person that's out there in the world. Like I am a, a creature, a, like a, I'm a, 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 be a living, uh, thing that was created you know but i don't know who created me and and he's got the whole angst thing then you have uh, aaron stack who is like a regular person just like i said before doing all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then um and then finds out that he is a robot too and so when he finds out that he's also a robot and kind of gets revealed and he's like yeah but like i don't have any of the stuff that like any of the angst and like uh, and, uh, like questions that you have, like, I don't have that, that that's not important to me. Yeah. But that then the other robot is like, well, why is that not important to you? Like, why it's important to me. And we, we're obviously we're created by the same person that, but why don't you have that same desire to, to learn and learn? Like, so it creates an issue between the two of them where he's like, I don't care. And the other one's like, why, like, why don't you care? And why do I care? Which then kind of turns into like, you should, if I care, you should care. Mm-hmm. And it creates a problem between the two of them. So that, so you can work more with the one that doesn't care. Right. See, I was, I was thinking like, rather than trying to explore that and explore, oh, what is humanity? Just kind of making it a little more of a lofty thing of like, what is a life? At what, ah. what point are you considered alive and an individual? So that was that was more kind of what I was thinking, um, and I think that's kind of explored in the um, the Vision uh, series by was it Tom King? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it because I'm trying to get all the. I'm trying to get like a nice trade of it, but yeah, and and it kind of sucks that like Vision sort of monopolizing the whole like mutant super or robot superhero thing because I I feel like Machine Man would have a really interesting approach to it, but yeah, like. Um, Stray Toasters, when Sienkiewicz was uh, first starting Stray Toasters originally, and it, it totally went a different direction, and you know, it's a beautiful graphic novel, stands very well on its own, but what he had originally planned for the opening scene is that when people finished with their robots, they would send them to the junkyard to be scrapped, and it was just a given way of life, and there's just this big conveyor belt of robots that just get to the end of the thing, and they're just crushed and destroyed, and... So the end of the opening scene of the graphic novel and what kicks off all the events of what the original plan was is that just before one of the robots is crushed, it screams no, Mm. which means it was self-aware, which means it was alive and it took a life. So it became, so like, again, it became a totally different thing. It became like a, a murder mystery type thing. He didn't explore that angle of it, but that, that's the kind of, thing I've always wanted to explore with with robots and machinery. I've also always wanted to just do like a straight up uh, detective story with Howard the Duck. 
I love film noir, and I think Howard would be a lot of fun to do that genre with. So if you were going to do something like that with Howard the Duck, I'm going to ask you, Mm -hmm. would you work the angle of like how hard it is for him to do his job as a duck? Like in, in a human world? I mean, probably not, just because um, Steve Gerber did such a good job at that with the with the original run. So, like, the original, like, first 30, 35 issues, whatever they were, it was all ex- existentialism. It was all caught in a world that, that he doesn't belong in. Mm. So, I like... It's one of those things where... It's like why I don't I don't know if I would really want to try to do something that somebody else has already done way better than I can do it. Okay. So I'd rather play to my own strengths, you know. Right. And so I'd I'd feel more comfortable exploring an angle that hasn't been done with a character. Okay. So yeah, like I I feel like I feel like just straight up like um there, there were some Calvin and Hobbes story arcs where he would just do detective stories because uh-huh. you know Calvin does everything in his imagination, and he always played it totally straight. It was always like really heavy shading. He would just sort of do like this Frank Miller style shading, and it was all that first person gritty narrative, and they they were always spectacular. They were so much fun. So I, I kind of rather just be that. Like, the only thing hinting that there's anything even slightly goofy about the story is just the fact that the lead character is a duck. Okay. Other than that, it's like, I just would want it to be a straight-up, straight-laced film noir story. Hmm. Okay. Um... I'm trying to think, what would I want to do if I... if if I had something like, like, if I had the, if I could just take a character and just kind of, like, rewrite them or make them into, like, just kind of take them all in like a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much you could, there's so many characters you could do something, like, really, really interesting with, but, um, I don't, I, I don't, I really, I think I have to think about, like, who would be someone interesting that, um, I, I tell you, so I love, uh, I love Cable. Cable's like one of my favorite characters. Cable's um, pretty cool, yeah. Um, and, but I wouldn't want to mess with Cable, but I would want to mess with, um, like Bishop. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm not as much of a Bishop fan, but Bishop is also like this kind of, uh, um, this, uh, you know, time traveling guy that's trying to save his future. And I had this idea the other day, I was thinking about something like, like, you know, you can't, you can't, um, change your future. Right, so, right. like, if you, if you, and it's kind of like touched on the, the whole Avengers uh, thing, but if you were to, um, if you were to go, like, travel backwards in time, you don't actually travel backwards in time. You actually travel to a parallel world. Mm-hmm. And, but you're, so you're traveling backwards, but not into your own timeline, but into a parallel world. Right. right. And then you're just kind of altering things there. Which then fucks up their world, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that you can't do anything in your world is because, you know, I mean, obviously you know this, but um, if you travel back into your own past, right? 
yeah. in, in a non-quantum leap kind of thing, right? Not like the actual like Tales uh, of Days of Future Past deal. But if you actually physically travel back, you weren't already there. So your presence then alters all the future events, which means that you would not be where you need to be mm-hmm. to be able to travel back in time. So you technically may not, you know, may not even exist at all until you travel back in time. So, so then time, like, so as soon as you go back into the past, you disappear or things like shift out of alignment to where you would even have access to a time machine, which means you never travel back in the past. So then everything shifts back to the way it was before you ever traveled. Right. So you basically don't even do anything and you, you would technically be sitting here basically in a, in a time loop where you'd be constantly stepping into a time portal mm-hmm. going back into the past everything goes out of alignment right then you don't go back in time because you don't go back in time things don't go, back, don't go out of alignment they shift back into alignment so you go right back to where you were about seven to the time portal and you, and so you just keep caught in that loop and you never move forward yeah um and, and the strange thing is that the rest of the world continues to move forward but you don't mm-hmm. because your your life now consists of going through the time portal Resetting everything, going through time portal, resetting everything, but everyone else keeps moving forward beyond that point right, because the right. world keeps going on. Um, so finding out that that you can't actually, you can't physically affect your your um, your past to change your present. Mm-hmm. And when you go back into the past, you actually go into a parallel world, right? Mm-hmm. That what you do is you start to map out, and this is where I would take Bishop is. Bishop's basically is hopping from parallel worlds, right? And what he's trying to do is he, and he's, he's mapping them out and he's trying to find the world that like the, there, there should be, there should be a point where he goes to like jump or like go into like the, like into the, the next parallel world. Mm-hmm. Cause at this point, when you realize that you're not actually like going into the past, instead of you trying to travel backwards in time, what you then start trying to do is travel to other worlds, you know, the term is multiverse now, but, but basically parallel worlds, right? Right, right. So now instead of trying to go into past, you're just going into parallel worlds. But what you're trying to do is you should find a point when you go to go to the next parallel world, you can't. Right. Because that next one would be yours. Uh-huh. So when you find that out, you realize that from this world, if I was going to jump from this world, that one's going to take me into mine. I can't go into mine, you know, because I'm already there. Yeah. But what that means is that someone from this parallel world can jump into mine. <clears throat> so that's when you basically find someone to make a deal with them. Be like, I can help change your past, yeah. benefit you, and you can help me change mine. Nice. And so, basically, what he's doing is he's trying to find that world that's connected to his mm-hmm. so that he can get someone to do what he needs him to do to to make that change. Yeah, yeah. And But but basically, he's just going from, from world to world, encountering things. And, of course, eventually, he will encounter someone that is like him, but is like, this is a bad plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or... Um, you can kind of take it like a quantum leap kind of thing and find like the evil leaper and be like, oh, this guy doesn't want to go back in the past and like, and make anything good. He wants to make it worse. Like right, instead, of, right. instead of trying to like save the world he, like he, and like stop this horrible thing from happening, his deal is like, well, if this is what the world is going to turn into, I'm going to go back in the past. And I'm going to set it up so that I have something to gain from it when it goes to shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I, I like that kind of stuff because you always have the opportunity for a time traveler standoff yeah. where there's like multiple ones all kind of hitting the same point in the same moment. Um, and, and the good thing about it is that, you know, because when you, if you do find that guy, mm-hmm. then it becomes this race to like to find it becomes a race between the two of them to find the the world that's next to your world. Mm-hmm. But the, the, let's say the true bishop in this case would have to find it first. Yeah. Because because he has to find someone that can go into it because he can't. But the other guy, once he finds it, he can. And he knows that the next word is your world. He can right. go into it without any problems yeah, and just yeah. mess your stuff up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm stupid. Um, I, I've, I've, I've just got Marvel on the brain. Uh, a character I've always wanted to work on has been Lobo. Ooh, what would you do different with Lobo? Uh, I mean, I guess I would focus on bigger, longer narratives, because Lobo's never really had a monthly book. You know, it's always been miniseries or limited series. Mm-hmm. I would want to plan on something like extensive, like shoot, shoot for like a 36-issue deal or something. That I could really just spread out over a big long period of time. So I think that would be the biggest thing. Yeah, it really is. Um. So, but how do you keep a character like that interesting over, over such a period of time? Because Lobo does not have the he doesn't have the, the demeanor for something like that. So how are you going to keep him keep him as a character interested in a long endeavor like that? I mean, the biggest thing you can do is just ramp up the stakes. It's like, it's, it's not, it's not really a character that can function in a vacuum, so you have to start getting more and more people affected by it. You know, uh, and I, I don't know if you feel like this idea or not, but in order to kind of make him, kind of be that person that you want. Cause you know, Lobo was like, I get a job done no matter what. Like if you, if, if I'm hired to do a job, I'm going to get the job done. If you say, you know, like this person, like find this person, bring them back to me alive and everything, then Lobo's going to do it. But, um, but what if that's like his job is to, um, that is to like bring this person back alive, bring them back uh, alive so that the other person can, you know, like try them for crimes they committed or but like, you know, have a final face to face with them or, you know, whatever. And that person is like, I know about you. I know what you want to do. I know who you are and, you know, and everything about like your, your, um, like your character, but I'm not going to let you win this one. And they kill themselves. <laughs> and so then his thing, his like mission at that point is to like, I can't complete I can't uphold like my code and, and, and my, um, my reputation by doing what you need, but maybe I can make things right in a sense. So like, I know what you wanted to do, but now it can't happen, but what can I do to still make things right? And so he's still, so the whole thing of him just trying to keep his reputation intact by going and doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because he can't do the job, but like, what was it that you really needed to have done? And how do I go about doing that so that I'm still completing the job that I was hired to do? Interesting. Cause like my, my first thought would have been if the person killed themselves, then he probably would have pursued them into the afterlife. <laughs> it's like, we've, we've seen him go to hell and directly fight the devil. 
So, like, yeah, that's, but I, I figured you probably want to keep it a little bit more grounded. I mean, I, I think the best way for, like, that level of continuity, which Lobo definitely serves itself very well with, like, self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think the best way to have, like, this overarching continuity is, like, this one figure who's, like, the the binding force. Like, he's always one step ahead. He's that bounty who keeps getting away. Mm. And so Lobo's having to pursue him across the galaxy and all these other adventures that he ha- has are basically just peripheral to his final mission. Nice. So, I mean, that's that's probably more what I would do. Okay, so I'm going to ask this. Um, what would or who? What would make this this other person that's that's one step ahead of him? So, um, like, what would make them like so much better than Lobo that they're staying that they're getting the jump on him? I don't know. I mean, you're dealing with the DC universe, so I mean, there's there's a lot of characters that are just borderline gods anyway. So I'd I'd have to just sort of study the lore and figure out what would make for a, a good plausible reason for that. Because hmm. I was thinking, what if you know? Because like if he's hunting this guy down, what if it's him himself? Yeah, you you know like when when every drop of blood created a new Lobo. Mm. What if somehow like one was created and it was like like oh. Maybe he, maybe he, not knowing, like one, like he grew into yeah. his own self and it was going out and started doing his own thing. Yeah. And then, and then he realized that there was another one. He thinks that he's Lobo. And, uh, and then the other one's like, Hey, there's somebody out there that's like jacking my stuff, yeah. you know? And so he starts going after him and doesn't realize that the reason this guy's so good is because it's him. That could be interesting. Um, I'd kind of like to explore the whole aspect of which, I mean, it probably wouldn't make for the the big bad evil guy who's one step ahead, but I'd, I would like to explore Lobo not being able to die. Because, hmm. like, it, that's something that they do is kind of a funny thing that it's like, he's obviously not able to enter heaven, but he's so bad that hell won't take him either. Right. And so it's like, yeah, that's funny, but it's like, you start looking at it and you start looking at the nature of deities, he's going to register as a problem for people. Mm, that's true. So, I don't know if you would, like, deal with, with, like, heaven and hell having to unite against him or what, but, but yeah, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it would just be somebody with access to, like, a mother box or something. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot that can be done with it, but, now, see, that would be something interesting you could do, which is, um, where, and like, in order to do the job, uh, in order to do the job, he has to, like, he has to get, like, the tools he needs. So he has to go to, like, um, he has to go to, uh, like, a uh, apocalypse mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, I need access to a mother box. Like, okay, well, I'll give you this mother box, but you've got to do this thing for me here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, and then it just becomes like one of those kind of things where it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm now doing this thing. And, and of course, in order to do each of those things, that, that turns into like a, like a, um, a fetch chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like here's like, I'm not going to do this thing. And that's going to take me X amount of like, you know, stories or whatever, or, um, issues to, to finish that. And then this, and then this, and then this. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really fun. 
Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, so we are an hour and ten minutes in. So, huh. Yeah, um... I'm not sure, like, uh... If... You know, they, they did the whole, like... Was it Stanley Presents or whatever it was, or... Uh, like, Imagine, whatever it is, where if Stanley had, um... Created, like, the DC superheroes. Um... Yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. So, but I, I think, you know, if I would like to do something with Green with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I just kind of completely redo, like, the whole Green Lantern mythos. And, but not, maybe not redo it, but take it and, like, turn it, like, make it into something, like, a little bit more, like, because they've got these, um... They've got the rings that can do anything, but like, it doesn't feel like they're, that they really ever like use their imagination, like when creating things. It's like you, you're always like making boxing gloves or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But you can, you can do so much more with it and, and maybe talk about how those things are shaped or I, I don't know, like something interesting that's a little more, um, a little more uh, dynamic, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I kind of feel like I'm rambling on that one. But, I mean, I haven't. Really, I don't know. Um, I haven't really put any thought to it. So, but that's what I'm like. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. Which of the Green Lanterns wound up? Uh, who well, he was an artist. Kyle Rayner. Okay. So, like, I feel like there's potential there. Well, I mean, Kyle Rayner's creations were really cool. He would make these, like, big mods. He would, like, like make mech suits and stuff. You yeah. Know? So, Kyle was... That's one of the things I liked about him. So, that would be kind of interesting to... Uh, but, like, if, so if I'm, if I'm... If I've got, like, a Green Lantern ring, I can do all this stuff. So, I can shoot a blast out of my ring of, like... Like, what kind of energy is it? So, if I'm shooting with the energy blast, what kind of energy is it? Like, can I make it any kind of energy I want? Is it heart-like construct or like, like what is it? Um, mm-hmm. And really kind of like exploring it. If you just sat down and like, okay, what can I do with this thing? Like, tell me, like, tell me everything I can do. Like, or every sense, like, tell me, show me what I can't do. Let's, mm-hmm. let's look at what, what we can and can't do. Like, how much can I put into this? Right, right. And then, and then also like, okay, so we're the peacekeepers of like the galaxy. Like, who says now I know how that, how that kind of started, but like, like, where do you, how do we, how does all this come about? And like, who says, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think that that would be kind of interesting to, to look into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but like I said, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about it, but uh, that would be, that would be of interest to me. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting world. So anyway, I don't know if I'd want to do a series with it, but I love Beta Ray Bill. I could see doing a single, like a little one shot with him. I, I do. I love Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, I'm not sure what, what I could, what I would or could do with him. Um, but yeah, that'd be, I, I mean, if I get my hands on him, like that would be fantastic. Just mm-hmm. to like, do some kind of something really weird with, with something really interesting with him. And just take him like kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't really have anything else to kind of really kind of talk about there. So I'm just like, um, yeah, I could, there's a lot of things I could possibly do. Uh, it, I think it's one of the things where someone like said, they're like, hey, if we gave you this character, what would you do with it? Then I would sit down and be like, oh, let me really think about like, what is it I could do with this guy? Mm-hmm. So anyway, but yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to say anything else because I just feel like I'm just like, <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. But, um, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of capped. Okay. Word. So, yeah, um, there was more I wanted to do with this, um, but I, I don't, I kind of lost, like, the, the, where I was taking it, so, uh. <laughs> I mean, we're, we could make it a two-parter and you can try to bring it back on track. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, well, we'll just kind of end it here and if we, come up with something interesting then we'll do a two-parter how's that all right sounds good all right well my name is turquini too and i'm a Coney. and uh we will catch you next time bye everybody dang yo all right there folks that was our moms think we're funny let's uh let's give them a hand